Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Judy. And, and we're we are Women, Women of Watermark. Watermark. We welcome you to take this journey with us. We have over 40 years of communication and marketing experience that we're looking forward to sharing with you today. We're going to share with you our guests, uh, people that we've done business with, people that are experts in the industry, and really just have a lot of fun talking about marketing, communications, business strategies, and solving the problems that you might be having in your business. So welcome for the journey. We look forward to uh, engaging with you. Well, welcome to the Women of Watermark. I am so excited that we're working today and our next few episodes with women that are in the nonprofit industry. And I have my very, very good friend, fellow Rotarian, and a dynamite in the nonprofit industry, Miss Tammy Wilson. Hi, Tammy. How are you doing today? Judy, I'm so good, and I'm so delighted to be spending this time with you. Well, can you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about the organization that you work with? Um, I'm Tammy Wilson. I'm the Oak Grove uh, CEO, and I've been there since 1991, and it's honestly my pride and joy most days. <laughs> Some, sometimes not, but um, it's in, incredibly fulfilling. It's also incredibly challenging, and we serve a lot of different kids, um, about a 1,000 over a year in various programs, including residential treatment, the um, special ed school on grounds, the ranch campus in Paris, a uh, recently um, newish program for um, transitional housing for LGBTQ population out in Palm Springs that, that we're really proud of, um, Six Bed, and uh, wraparound services for autism, independent living skills for foster youth. So the services are a lot more and much broader than most people, I think, realize. I, I think that's a good point. I was thinking that as you're saying it. You know, I've known Oak Road for such a long time, many, many years, and it took me quite a few years before I realized, oh, my goodness, you have a, a location out in Paris. You have a location, you know, out in the desert. Yeah. I don't think that the general public know all of the different things that you're doing in addition to um uh, oak grove culinary that's you want to right talk a that's bit exactly about that? right in the very building how could i forget them <laughs> our pride and joy for over three years actually um yeah i will never forget the day since we're coming up on thanksgiving i'll just tell a quick story we uh we brought some pies to bernie truax as a as a thank you and he doesn't like pumpkin pies, <laughs> or so he said. And so Robin and I, somehow there had been a connection. And anyway, he took one taste and decided, oh, my gosh, he liked it. And we brought one for him and one for, for his team. And then we saw him kind of move his aside so he wouldn't have to share it. And I <laughs> looked like, at Robin and I said, that's, that's a hit. Um, and, it, and it kind of developed from there because then we wanted to know, what would you think? We'd noticed that this this one location has not been, nobody's in it, the tenant moved out. Are you willing to, you know, maybe think about letting us sell some cookies in this space? And being the man that he is and being a visionary, he said, well, I think coffee goes with cookies. Have you thought about maybe having a little bit more? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you got him hooked into the idea there. wonderful. Yeah. So um, we're really proud. I could go on and on about that. But if you haven't been to Culinary Creations, come down and taste both the coffee, the cookies, and all the other amazing desserts. All the absolute amazing desserts. I happen to be a corporate culinary cookie club member and absolutely love the idea of being able to, you know, get a dozen of those strawberries and send them off to a friend right? and say, hey, the, not only is this um, a, an amazing and wonderfully tasting, uh, fun thing to give, exactly. but it also is good for the kids because it's part of your vocational program, correct? It is, and they love making that, and they, they also love the Cookie of the Month Club because, of course, they've helped create those cookies and the flavors, and 
um, yeah, it's it's just really been a wonderful program. It has. And, you know, you are the heart and soul of this program. I know it takes a whole village to do it. But what drew you to Oak Grove? What, what said, you know, I got to work with this organization? Oh, that's actually a funny story. I had worked <laughs> with a, a guy in San Diego that I expe- I respected a lot. His name was Howard Margolis. And, um, you know, he'd recruited me to, to run one program when I was seven months pre- pregnant with my second child. Oh, my goodness. And, and she's and, grown. Yeah, and... she's grown, married, and actually on her honeymoon right now. <laughs> oh, she, so so anyway, um, he he talked about Marietta. I didn't know who that was. I You know, I'd seen the where the hell is Temecula bumper stickers <laughs> right. and, and during that Temecula. time period. Yeah, yeah. They'd say, and they called it Rancho California. There oh, was yeah? That, it was that whole era, right? So um, I just kept saying, no, we're happy in San Diego. Nice to hear from you. And he would call again another four to five months. So this went on for like, it was founded in 89. He started calling in 90. I finally thought, oh, my goodness, what if God is telling me something? He just won't go away. And, you know, um, and came up and interviewed and thought that that was what we would do. And um and then, and then ended up thinking it was the biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> I kid you not. Because anything good is worth a, hot, a lot of hard work, right? Yeah. 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 It was, and it was a lot of hard work. Now, Oak Grove is kind of unique. in, in It's a nonprofit, but it, tell us the uniqueness about Oak Grove as a nonprofit, because you have some, some things that are different when you're working with the state and the, and the counties, et cetera. So can you enlighten us on that? Sure. I mean, I think uh, one of the things is that the the room and board so to speak for the kids that are live that live that live there that will be paid by department of social services if they have no family or the school district or the managed care company depending on who is referring the child um and then also for the kids that that go to school there of course some source including various school districts locally and um, further out are also um reimbursing us for services provided right but what people don't understand is that it doesn't really cover the cost. So right. we do we do a, a significant amount of fundraising, I think, and a lot of grant writing and different things to really bridge the gap. Because what we we really believe that we want to do the extra stuff, the the enrichment. Um, anybody that has has seen us knows how passionate we are about the arts program, sports program, vocational Music, training, yeah, all of that. And so nobody is reimbursing that. That that has to be from funds that we raise, and uh, it's incredibly therapeutic and healing. And kids may not think that they want to be in an arts program, dance, but maybe they want to be in the. Uh, we just finished uh, our. We're just starting volleyball. We just finished our uh, cross country. We're cross cross country now and had a great. Uh, had a great season. Actually, we just finished volleyball and are, are starting basketball. But all those different activities, whether it's dance, different sports, CIF, intramural, all kinds of things, Special Olympics for the autism program, that all comes from fundraised dollars that we provide support for. So that's maybe a little bit about what, and even even the therapies, a lot of what they get in terms of some of the mental health, um, the, the help with psychiatry, a lot of that is the fundraised dollars. And the secret garden. You have quite a lot. Yes. So what are all the different fundraising um, avenues that you're that you're doing? I know we've got a lot of events. Talk, talk a little bit about some of the fundraising events that you do at Oak Grove. 
We, we have some signature events that we're really proud of. So one is called Evening Under the Oaks, and um, that's usually held in April. We had it at Storm Stadium last year. It was a lot of fun. I hear uh, the amazing event chair, Julie No is thinking about another possible location. I don't know that <laughs> Anything yet. Anything that Julie does is going to be amazing. Always, and she always has to top herself. So right. we're looking forward to that. And it's followed by Rock the Oaks in June. It's a music event. We're proud to have it at Wilson Creek Winery. That's been a wonderful addition. Um, we changed that was location. such a lovely it's night. So great. It's just really amazing. Then we'll have a golf tournament and Chef Open in August. And uh, a rod run just had a very successful rod run this past couple of weekends ago. It's the, usually the second weekend of October. So going into our 10th year, depends who you're talking to. Some say it was the 10th year this year. The city <laughs> thinks it's the 10th year next year. I'm just happy that they'll step us up as a higher level as a signature event for the city of Marietta. So I'm very grateful for the support we get from them too. That's amazing. What a lot of hard work because you have all those nonprofit or those fundraising events on top of the daily taking care of the health and welfare of these amazing children that are going through a really tough time that's in correct. life. Yeah, that's correct. So in addition to all the work, what brings you the greatest joy in what you do from the work seeing change seeing mm -hmm. impact um and especially since we can treat and help some pretty challenging youth that can be quite frankly pretty obnoxious and sometimes <laughs> self-destructive uh, self-sabotaging many many behaviors in the beginning that that don't seem like the most pleasant and yet some of those very challenging kids can just turn out to be amazing individuals once they once they start learning that they don't have to be defined by their past trauma and the problems and the pain and all the negative labels that they give themselves, and once they start working through some of that and building uh, self-esteem, character, coping skills, getting involved, finding a passion, it's just honestly so exciting to see the transformation. And it's not um, just once in a while. It's again and again, again and again. again. Yeah. And to see that and to see it sustained and to see the kids come back. We also, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. I, I've uh, heard a few of your students that have come back. Tell, tell us a story about one of your, the most memorable of your students that have gone through the program and, and have come back as a complete success story. Well, the one I often think of as a complete success story is Heather Benton, who is now an ambassador um, for Oak Grove. She's in L.A. She's a practicing attorney, but um, I don't think that she would mind if I told this. When she, when she was there, I was very, very worried that she might be one of the kids that actually might end up killing herself. And we had a number of hospitalizations and um, I just was super, super worried. And through that time, people didn't give up and she learned and she grew and she was able to um, graduate the program. But not only that, got a scholarship to Georgetown. Wow. Um, That's yeah. impressive. Passed the bar, came back to L.A., is, was working uh, for quite a while as, a, as an attorney, you know, in, with child abuse and with a similar similar situations to what she had been in now has moved into another another part of the law but is an ambassador and the couple of times that she's come back to oak grove people have just been so amazed her heart is so good and it's just such a great story of somebody that went through so much but also triumphed and wants to give back and make a difference um for what, a, what a great success story yeah. and and that she's coming back to see how she can help others through which is yeah. really really amazing another just recent one that we just got such a kick out of is because you know they leave we had a little boy on dorm b which is the kids unit for quite a while and he had he had some 
pretty severe cha- challenges. A lot of good family work happened with, with him and his dad. And, you know, he, he graduates, he leaves. He was another one that was in the arts program. And I'll never forget, like, one time, there. this is when it was Temecula Theater. Right. So they're all doing their big dance. And some poor staff got confused and basically kind of almost, like, pushes him out at the wrong number. So he's oh, in no. the middle of this stage with kids that it's not the right dance, not at the right time. And he, he ends up kind of pulling it off. And the audience clearly knew that there was an issue. But everybody <laughs> just loved him. So about a month, maybe six weeks ago, all of a sudden I get a call and, you know, he he has driven up in his Tesla of all things. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it's like this is 10 years. So it has to be the staff that have been there longer. We all go out. We take we take a photo. He's driving for Grubhub or something and had a long delivery and came out here and is I don't know if it's his Tesla or his dad's Tesla, but the staff were thinking, what are you doing? That's <laughs> this awesome. Is so awesome. He's doing well. Has always remembered us, you know, because it becomes family. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, it's got to be hard. I mean, it's hard to see them going through all the challenges. Great to see them when they're succeeding, but then hard to let them go sometimes. <laughs> it's I'm hard sure. to let it's them like, go. I think it's lovely that that's they come right. back. It's like kids mm-hmm. coming home. Yep. So what kind of impact do you think... And I know it's probably hard because you have how many kids go through your program every year? You about think? a thousand. About a thousand yeah. kids, and what age? All the... And what age groups? For school, it can be as young as five and as old as twenty-two. If they haven't graduated, if they don't live on campus, and if they haven't, if they're maybe working toward a certificate of completion, if they're um, in, in the autism program. Mm-hmm. Um, for for residential, we're licensed eight to eighteen. Wow. And then we have non-minor dependents, of course, that are young adults at the sanctuary. And these um, these kids are coming mostly from Riverside, San Bernardino counties, or do you serve other counties? We do, do serve other counties. For the kids that are in school, they have to basically be in driving range, mm-hmm. but we'll go, we go do pickups throughout Riverside, you know, area. Um, San Diego will transport their students. So, mm-hmm. you know, that it's the blend of that. For the kids that live there, honestly, it, they, they're placed from various places throughout the state because we're a very specialized service and often families can't find what we're able to do closer to them. Very cool. Now, I'm going to kind of flip this a little bit more to you as a, as a leader and, and um, you know, a nonprofit uh, leader in the industry. What do you do to keep your personal development going? I, I know you're a, a multi, how many um, continents have you done a marathon on now? I, I've I, done five. I'm going to do my six. I'm signed up, you know, ultimately for the seventh. So it all kind of got stalled out with COVID, but, um, and I'm, you know, older, heavier, and out of shape and all that, but I'm still doing it You're because amazing. I'm not a quitter. Yeah, never. And you do that with the kids too, which I think <laughs> I is amazing. I try that, to do that with the kids, yeah. And what else, how do you, else do you keep yourself like on the cutting edge um, in your industry? I think that, you know, you obviously want to keep growing. You want to, you know, stay fresh on the ideas, stay relevant, uh, keep yourself exposed to best practices. Um, I wish I even had more time, you know, it's frustrating because you'll have per- personal development goals about I'm going to read so many books and you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it just is kind of nonstop. But I think, uh, what I would say is have a mentor, even if it's not somebody that you're formally meeting people that you can go to for sound wisdom and advice. And often you know, CEOs, executive directors, they, it's a little bit unique because you don't have really a peer group sometimes. So right. find find another CEO. It could be a different industry, but find somebody else that that that's a leader that's maybe struggled and 
you know, I have a, um, we call it a collaborative. And with COVID, one of the things that happened is so many meetings ended up having to be remote. Well, the truth is that allowed me to um, have some connection with some other leaders that are in Northern California that there's right. no way I would have been meeting with in person. But Opened up the world, been, really. Yeah, and it's just been kind of a feeling of, wow, I'm not alone in this. And they're just struggling with the same, <laughs> some of the same things. So that, that's a good group for me. And it actually leads into the final question, which is when you're, what would you say to somebody that is coming into this industry and really kind of starting to get their feet wet? Take you 20 years ago, what would you tell yourself? Well, I remember 30 years ago what my first supervisor that I just, you know, was so enthralled with her, right? It's like hero worship. And um, one of the things that she said that I've often repeated, you know, in my own kind of way is to not take too much credit when um, when you're working with a child, don't take too much credit when things are going well. And on the same hand, don't take it too personally when they're when they're going poorly. Because we tend to, you know, blame ourselves. Yeah, and, internalize it. Yeah, exactly. So it's really important to stay balanced with that. We try to work with that with the staff. And then remember that the uh, kids that may, need the most love will act the most unloving. Right. And what do you do to not be to not be triggered, to stay calm, to stay balanced, to continue acting loving in your approach, even when they're, you know, even when you're ready to pull your hair out. And have that empathy without getting too exactly. wrapped up in the drama, right? Exactly. I think that would be hard in that in and your industry. Just stay grounded. It is. Mm-hmm. It is hard. Anything else you would like to say about being a nonprofit leader or just in general? I just appreciate the people that come alongside us and know that they're not in the trenches and they're not there doing the work, but that they might just want to say thank you to a staff member or, you know, support an event, realize the value. I really appreciate when people have a better understanding of mental health because there used to be a feeling that those were somehow the quote unquote bad kids, the wrong decisions, the reprobates. It's really not. So many of them have come from backgrounds of trauma and neglect or and some have amazing families that through whatever issue their child has has mental health issues so to just understand that it's broader to not be judgmental I feel like we've kind of come into the um into the light more about being more accepting of that and to really applaud what they're doing because it's hard work and it amazes us every day how hard they're working to you know to have their lives be better and to make better decisions. Yeah, you are definitely at the forefront of the conversation in mental health, and and that has become more of a conversation now. And it's nice to see that you're just right out there leading the pack. Thank you. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for coming and sitting down with us today. I really applaud you for everything you do, and I just think you're the best thing since sliced bread. So thanks again. Thank you so much. For more information, visit watermarkassociates.com. That's watermarkassociates, all spelled out, forward slash podcast. You'll find today's resources on there and you'll have the opportunity to give us your comments or suggestions for future episodes. We look forward to you tuning in for the next time and hopefully we'll hear what you have to say.